Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast, The Paraconnection with PILT Paranormal. Tonight you're with Schuler, Kaylee, Ryan, and Nate. We're going to uh, have to give a shout out to Jordan. He's not with us tonight. He's taking care of some business, but that's all right. So this week's podcast is going to be about the different manifestations of the spiritual world because as a lot of people know, or some may not know, there are different types of manifestations. You know, um, you got apparitions, um, which that can kind of be general, but you have ghosts, you have angels, you have demons, poltergeists, uh, you have residual hauntings, you have intelligent hauntings. Um, some people even go deeper than that and they go with like Native American hauntings or, you know, um, European hauntings or, you know, whatever it is that they, they want to classify different hauntings with, but, you know, that can go on forever. But um, Should we read through the list? We can read through the do list. It. And I think that's what we're going to do. But before we do, we don't want to jump too quick. If you remember last week's podcast, Kaylee was not here with us, which was a terrible, terrible thing. And Kaylee, we were talking about paranormal investigating and the different methods, like how they change over the course of, you know, years, weeks, months, and all that stuff. And I know you're still kind of new to the whole paranormal investigating part, but they, they do change. They can change. Like different equipment, di- different equipment uh, can be put in, or like you, you might have a different approach to it. Maybe you provoke the first year. Maybe the second year you did nothing but respect and no provoking. Different stuff. That, that's just, you know, general example. But for you personally, let's go back to last week. And I, I know this is kind of recapping too much, but for you, Kaylee. How would you have thought about paranormal investigating before joining our team? Um, loaded question, I think, maybe. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. Like, what would you expect from it? There we go. What would um, you expect from paranormal investigating? Obviously, everything I expected from what I've seen on TV, which I know is not the greatest answer, but that's all I have to go off of because okay. I don't have my own personal experience. Well, in some ways, I do, and sometimes I don't. Yeah. Um, so investigations like how i did it before i i mean well, i didn't do it myself really but. well let's let's uh going in with that like obviously for your paranormal investigation like expectation expectations, you, yeah. you thought about um tv shows okay so you've been on one investigation with us so far which that's totally fine you're still new but with that one investigation that you've done with us how does that differ from television now how has your thought process changed or stayed the same um in some ways it's stayed the same um i kind of had a level of respect for it in the sense of um you know i don't provoke things like i'm not a fan of that um yeah. we all know about ghost adventures oh yeah i think we don't need to discuss that um <laughs> but anyway um i think it was exactly what i thought it was going to be just the whole waiting for something to happen yeah. I mean, I expected there was going to be waiting involved, but TV very heavily distorts, like, how long it actually takes for something to appear. Less dramatic, um, right? You know, and you never know what you're going to get, especially with a place that you haven't recorded that's haunted. You know, like, where we went to a graveyard, like, a cemetery where, you know, it's like, we're, we weren't guaranteed that it was haunted. We were just going to see if we found anything. Yeah. Um, so, just coming at it from a very level-headed expectation of, like, don't be surprised if you don't find something because not every place is haunted. Of course. Um, and but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I would love for us to like get some more equipment and like, you know, go hardcore at it. Take different approaches to it. Yeah, yeah. that'd like, be so cool. Motion sensors mm-hmm. and trip wire. No, I'm just kidding. Not trip wires. It's not. Work, <laughs> we were but... playing with um, 
because we were talking about how they want to get like one of those thermal cameras yeah. or whatever full, the full ones spectrum. that works for yeah full you know full spectrum it's okay there you go or uh, uh, the connect that you uh you and Nate liked a lot the connect sls system like where it has the the green 3D laser grid 3d uh, mapping yeah mm-hmm. um like we were <laughs> When we were at the cemetery, we were just like, oh, let's try out some apps. Like, and we all knew they were going to be garbage. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was one where, oh, my word. I can't even remember the name of the app. It was so dumb. Uh, like Ghost Radar. It was like, it looked like, it made your camera screen look like a thermal camera. Yeah. But then it'd be like, entity approaching, and it would literally be like this skeleton walking to you. Good God. <laughs> I remember when it first popped up, I was like, oh, gosh. And then I was like, wait a minute. This is happening again and again. <laughs> so it'd be fun for Halloween, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, we, we knew it was just they weren't going to do anything, but yeah. we were like, let's just see if something happens, like yeah. if it works. And it didn't. I but... like it because it's all about experimenting, and I like that there's it's like a judgment-free zone. Like, you're allowed to... Yeah explore exactly different technology like you put in different things it's a plug and play experience <laughs> I, I like that kaylee experimentation that it, it can do good or you could get nothing from it but at least you learn from it though <laughs> so good so we got kaylee caught up here from last week and everything so let's move forward with this week's podcast topic different manifestation different types of manifestations nate i was going to start with you but i saw ryan taking notes and ryan did a lot of this research I mean, you both did research. I'm sorry, okay? But, um... He just printed papers out. Well, yeah, yeah. Nate just printed papers out. You know what? If you guys have something to say, go ahead and say it loud. Let everybody hear what you have to say. Anyways. (laughs) Ryan? (laughs) I'm not saying anything. So Kaylee's getting sassy right here. What? I was legitimate. Uh Uh-oh. You both did a good job? No, I didn't hear you. (laughs) Then what do you think I said? Thank you. I don't think so. I don't think I'm gonna cut this out. I didn't okay. cut it out of our That's fourth, our fourth episode. I'm like, <laughs> Ryan, go ahead. What is our first topic of different types of manifestations? So I think first we need to know what actually is a ghost. Okay, so a ghost. Let's start with that. So yeah, what do you what think do you... a ghost is made of? Well, I'm gonna be stereotypical and say ectoplasm, but not realistically. Realistically, I feel like quote unquote a ghost would be made of like some type of electrical energy like electricity like in your lamp literally that's what i think of i don't know if that's what you would call it electricity but i know from my experiences from my investigations when i have encountered something weird like i felt something or i had a scratch on my back i would get like electrical shock to me it was kind of like those little um those little pads that you would put on your your muscles to massage you and you would turn on the, vo- the like, volume knob uh, yeah, to, elect- to electrocute your muscles that's what the sensation felt like when i would be touched sometimes so a ghost or any type of apparition that's you know not human, I I would feel they're made of electric energy. Basically, like energy, yes. exactly. Atoms, energy. yeah. Yep. This was interesting that I also read. What's that name? To give you an idea of the energy, a 150 pound person is made up of about one octillion atoms. One octillion atoms. So that's like eight trillion. Is that what that is? Yes. Regardless. <laughs> Regardless. Is that true? Yes. Just for the record, we just just re, just for okay. the the record, we are not scientists. I know I'm not, so I don't know my numbers like that. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess I'm right. Thank Woo. you, Nate. Thank you, Nate. So, it, regardless, that's a <laughs> lot of energy that a human is made of. 
correct? 150 pound first. 150 pound. Okay, so yes. the heavier you are, the more energy that you have is basically how that's measured. I would be 16. 16 trillion years old. <laughs> from different manifestations. <laughs> from different manifestations to poundage. Yes. Goodness gracious. I just thought that was interesting. It, it is interesting. Yeah. It's crazy. I, never thought about that. I know. Well, because, you know, if, if the spirits have. <laughs> oh my God, Ryan. We're fine. We're just laughing. <laughs> well, I always thought it was Go ahead, cool. Um, what was it? I mean, this has been. This was something that came out decades and decades ago. Like, where someone supposedly. I forget the guy who did it, but, like, okay. supposedly. Like when you die, you supposedly lose a little bit of weight because, mm -hmm. and like they somehow like figure out the weight of a soul is like kilograms or something. Okay. Well, the the theory is is like your when your soul leaves your body, you supposedly lose a tiny bit of like weight, like maybe like one ounce because your soul left your body. Well, the interesting thing too, like to branch off of that is it also says we know that we are made up of energy, and energy cannot be destroyed. Yeah, so really just cool. because you're gone physically, physically, you, there's still energy there. Your being as what we are. Because it's atoms. Yeah. Yeah. Another way to think about it too is like if our body was the only thing that really existed, why doesn't someone cease to exist when like their arm or their legs cut off? Because you can still exist even without that leg physically. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, you can't move your leg physically, but some people have even proclaimed like amputees that they have the sensation of having their leg, but when they go to stand, it's that's when there. they realize it's not there anymore. So that's kind of a, you know, a like I, I, well, like a phantom effect. Well, no, it's like phantom a phantom limb. limb. A, fan, yeah, a phantom, phantom limb. limb. Okay, yeah. phantom yeah. limb. Okay. Yeah, so then they talked about that, like the atmosphere can be electrically, electrically charged to yes. give spirits their energy or like solar flares or solar wind or even like a full or new moon. Okay. I feel like that explains why like electronics will like freak out when you're in like a haunted investigation. Or your batteries drain. Yeah, like they mm -hmm. always talk about how like these have like fresh batteries in them and they're already dead. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're absorbing that power. Well the energy doesn't just go somewhere. Yeah. It can't just it, it can't be it doesn't destroyed. just disappear. Yeah. It has to go somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And then it says the haunting activity is most common during the overnight hours because of the lack of over outside sources affecting energy, like light, sound, temperature. Okay, so it can be like a disruptor, basically. Like natural energy, all the things that we have going can be like a wall and Correct, yeah. disconnect the spirits. So so in a sense, that kind of gives an answer to the theory of our spirits more active during the day or night. And when people say, I think the night, that could be an answer of why, because there's less stuff going on, so there's not a big barrier, right, to charge them. I mean, I would say so, but if you're in the country where there's nobody around you, I mean, that's, that's I'm sure you're going to see somebody during the daylight. Yeah, yeah. Or have activity because there's nothing there around you. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like there's something to be said about. I've I've heard how you know some people say like it's not necessarily that they're just active at night. It's just that's when everyone chooses to do investigations, and so like no one bothers to investigate during the day. It yeah. seems. And so we just don't think of it unless you actually live in a house where it's haunted twenty four seven. Because yeah. uh, I mean the hauntings happen like all day long. That's true. Like if you talk to these people, and my thinking is it's like. I mean, one possibility is maybe if activity does happen more at night, like what if it's like similar to bioluminescence where like they store like 
energy throughout the day and then they mm. like emit it at night or that's, something that's a good theory that's a possible i, like I mean that. i don't know if that's true or not it's a good but, theory i like that. I mean, we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna test the theory when we go back to the Monroe house exactly we're gonna do something a day investigation to see if we get anything yes even though the house is within city limits where you might have outside noise but we don't know if yeah they're more active during the daytime than the nighttime because it sounds like they're during construction yeah they they get stuff that's true right? whereas we did at night we didn't get anything at all well that's a so. good point because you're, you're making me think of two good bullet points to add to that i recall doing investigations during the day with you guys like maybe not talking to spirits directly but being there for daytime footage and it didn't seem like anything would happen like at the elizabethtown cemetery we went around we walked we did daytime footage it didn't seem like we really got anything. Maybe we weren't concentrating enough to look for it. But at night, that's when, you know, Nate would hear that weird foot thing, you know, or Haley and I, we, we heard that weird, like, ear whisper or whatever happened. And th both of those occurrences were at night. But during the day, nothing happened. But I've also talked to people, like, at, at my job, where they have a son that has his own apartment, and they get stuff during the day and the night. And it's not more during the day or more during the night. It's equal activity during both sides of the day and night. So I don't know. It's it's really it's a general topic. Like there's so many different flip flops on it. it I could think it'd be or it could kind of cool if it's to try like the full and new moon aspects. That yeah, you're supposed to get more activity. That or being by a, a stream, like a running water source, okay. a natural stream, because somehow the water the conducts energy. 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 Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> that can also power something like the tunnelton tunnel there's that river that has a, it's a slow moving river but nonetheless it's moving water and it's right there by the tunnel that's allegedly haunted tunnel to tunnel and i mean yeah our experiences wasn't phenomenal like we knew for sure it was like poltergeist activity or you know spooky stuff but i mean odd things did happen like sensations but you know i mean it's possible all right <laughs> ryan again this being ryan <laughs> all right but yeah that, that's really good stuff on that theory you know the day and night and the the energy about how it can be conducted or how it can be blocked so what else you got right um so there's um i mean that's mostly for like what a ghost. ghost is okay so then you can go into like types of manifestations okay yeah that, there's Nate, a big topic for the night may have some more on those all right Nate. so for the different types of manifestations what do you have as the, the second contender? We just talked about ghosts. What's next? What do you have to say? So what is a manifestation? It's a many form. It's a, a different form of ghosts or paranormal phenomena. Okay. So, so, so there can be multiple forms. There are mul multiple. Yeah, so basically like that, forms. you get your poltergeist or your intelligent ghost or... But I kind of want to just start know. okay toward the back and okay. not do the typical ones all right so it's like star wars starting at the end and going back kind to the of, beginning. yeah okay so like one of them i thought was interesting was a manifestation called bleed through a bleed through um and that's basically the theory of involving a bleed through um which is the past present and future which are all existing at the same time okay so in theory a bleed through can occur in different settings. So seeing a soldier on a battlefield. Yeah. Like if you were at an original battlefield and you saw, you know, a period soldier there. Mm -hmm. Or watching a doctor um, treat a person at an old hospital. That's okay. considered a bleed through. Right. Because that's um, 
past, present, and future. So I thought that was interesting when I was reading through this. Now, now how does, does it break it down on how it manifests as past, present, and future? Like, how does that happen? Um, it says, in, in, if circumstances are right um, for the situation, there could be a rip in time whereby a past or future event could be witnessed. Okay, so it could be either past or present, like something that hasn't happened yet. It could be like a kind of like a kind of like a premonition, but yeah. it's it's not in a dream form. It's like you can see it. Yeah, that's Crazy. really that that would be really weird. Like I don't know, seeing a, a spaceship or something from the future and hasn't happened yet, but it's going to. But <laughs> but then now seeing it from the past, I can I I know that that's like a residual haunting, like seeing someone being hung from eighteen eighty five or something. Well, bleed through is existing all at the same time. Okay. So that's, past, present, and future are all at the same time. Especially just keeps on. It's like it's a, like a loop. Yeah. So it just keeps on going and going. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say like a rip, like like the experience like rip in time. Like mm. I, it's almost like how um, if you you know if you saw the Thor movie where like you know mm. like when everything's in alignment like it causes things to like interact with each other different from like dimensions. different dimensions. It's um, like some Doctor Who type stuff. Yeah, that's, that's very complex. So most likely the- It gives it that good visual of what that would be Gettysburg like. is yeah. mostly bleak. It could be. If you're gonna see yeah. soldiers going through the battle, it yeah. just keeps going. But it's the same time over and over. That's true. So it's like a loop. Hmm. Um, it's interesting. So another one I thought was interesting was called the Tulpus. <laughs> Okay. And a tulpa is known as a thought form. So it's a manifestation of mental energy, um, which is a mass collective consciousness that becomes a physical manifestation in our current dimension. Okay. And uh, they can take on their own behaviors. Um, an example would be Bigfoot and Locust. And then for modern day, it'd be Slenderman. Yeah. Or Mothman. I don't understand. <clears throat> okay. Now I understand where it's coming from. Basically, you get a group of people with the same mind thought, and it creates an entity. Yeah, a thought form. Now the th or folklore. Or folklore, like a story, pretty much. No. No. Like fairy or vampire. No, it's like this is saying it's a it's real living like entity, right? It's almost like a really big culture, guys. But what if it's way? like a fairy or or a or a vampire? Basically. Right. Yeah, I mean, same thing. you could think of yeah. that. Yeah, like if somebody... A mythical creature. If a group of people get together and they believe in something and they were looking, searching for it, yeah. that it's going to be a thought form. So they so, would basically create a physical creature, right? Based on their... Energy from energy, their mind. Which is why, like, the Slender Man theory came, came about, because people huh. were creating this um, creepypasta... Uh, okay which is like an online website of this character that yeah. supposedly would snatch children. So again, how does that go underneath the ghost thing? Because you're not... It's, it's a, a manifestation. Because it's spiritual energy coming from a group of okay. people and they're creating... So here's a good way to look at it. You're at a round table with psychics and they're so powerful that they take their mind and they, they all think about a little gnome or a fairy at the same time. And it, appears. And, and it appears on the table from their spiritual brain energy is what I'm getting from this. That's a, that would be a talk. It's a lot to fathom. Like, it is. Because I mean, yeah. it's very, it sounds very unreal. Now the thing is, if they create this thing with their mental invisible energy. Like extraterrestrials? Exactly, it, that, that, that could be. people have their own. They can create aliens with that, yeah. 
Now, now these things are supposed to be physical, though, right? After people think about them so much, they become a physical living creature. And now can they actually, these creatures, can they interact with people, like actually touch skin to skin? Or if you touch them, would it be like a spirit and go through like a hologram? It doesn't explain that. Huh. I don't know how much I believe it I anyway. Yeah, that was... the, I think I, I think we've talked about this before on a on a more general topic with Slenderman. It's like a lot of people believe in Slenderman being real. And I'm like, the only way I can believe if someone could see Slenderman as a real entity, like face to face, is if they encountered a demon at a location that's allegedly demonically haunted, and it took on the fear of someone. Like, it's like Candyman. Exactly. It's or, like, oh, that? Ryan, you're afraid of Candyman? Well, here he is. What's and it's a demon. Or Charlie with the pencil. Yeah, yeah, with a little kid that's deformed. That's the Charlie Charlie. Kind of like Bloody Mary, too. Okay. Those would be considered thought forms. Gotcha. It's almost borderline like a poltergeist, because like it's almost like it's it's being made, brought into existence by everyone's energy coming together to think of this thing. I mean, I know like it's not literally a poltergeist, but it's kind of a similar idea, like manifesting because someone's thinking about it or causing these, ener these energy pathways to occur. Yeah. Like our spirits are connecting and they're yeah, that's creating something. Essentially, yeah. Oh. It's just instead of Which, just one person doing it, it's like a whole group of people doing the same thing. Or the whole world. I mean, you know, they always talk about how, you know, a whole bunch of people like come together to like think, make good thoughts happen towards somebody. Like it, you know, supposedly ends up happening, whatever. Um, you know, it could be like that. I feel like it's a very dull form of that because like you're not literally making a physical thing happen but you got yeah. the good idea that um the thoughts are being brought your way i'm following so you that could be like angels or lucifer anything that we don't have evidence on it could be i mean there, there's no hard facts on like lucifer or angels or anything i mean this is going towards religion of course and that can be another whole discussion debate and topic but i mean essentially that is true. If there's absolutely no evidence that they're a living entity or creature on their own without someone's mind process, then yes, it could possibly be a tulpist. But who's to say the angels and stuff weren't living before people started thinking about it too at the same time, you know? So if people stop thinking about it, does it go away? Does it say anything about that, Nate? That's a good question. No, I mean, but I, no. it's almost kind of like a imaginary friend if you think about it. Just more as you get older. Real. It's not gonna go away because it's in books. It's, true. Gonna, it's gonna be written down. It's always gonna happen. That's that is true. Well, what if people stop <laughs> believing in it though? Yeah. Like they may know about it, but what if they stop believing in it possibly existing or being real? It's like, oh, this is just a scary story that made children go to bed on time or something. Okay. See, look, we it's, have it's so still... many questions. I love it. <laughs> so, since Kaylee, you brought up poltergeist. Why don't you explain? Okay, well, let's this, do this. Yeah, that's, it is right here. Yeah, the meaning of it is really cool. Okay. Yeah, so so um, according to this document, um, the word poltergeist actually is a German word meaning noisy ghost. Um, so they are considered dangerous, um, mostly to the people it's impacting. Who, but basically, what it is is like people they. They just admit a lot of, like, someone who admits a lot of emotion, like, maybe they have a lot of distress in their life um, towards something. Um, it's almost like telekinesis. It's like, it's like they're manifesting 
their thoughts into these actions. And so a lot of people who think that they're actually being haunted, it's be- they're actually haunting themselves. Hmm. Um, because I don't know if you're just so full of woe and then you hear stuff like something wailing in the next room. Um, you know, maybe you should check yourself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> go to therapy or something. Oh my God. <laughs> Tell them, Kaylee. I mean, I would. Like, I need help. Me personally, when I hear, when I've heard poltergeist, and that definition is one that I've, I've heard later on in my years as a paranormal investigator and enthusiast. But before I heard that definition, I thought a poltergeist was like an intelligent spirit or, you know, entity that was more malevolent or angry or that just it's wanted attention. Yeah, a mischievous, a mischievous entity. Too. And like, because everything that's happening is kind of intelligent, like a door slamming or cabinets opening or an object being thrown around and my personal experience from um, some some of the investigations I've done I've had quote-unquote poltergeist activity happen where things are moving around or slamming and the thing is is that the person the people or the person that I was with along with myself we didn't have the type of energy where we felt like we were angry or overly sad or depressed we were completely neutral I mean we're, we were a little excited and like nervous that we were investigating but we didn't have, I don't, in my opinion, we didn't have enough energy to create such a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. But this stuff still happened, too. So... Didn't ha- you take something home with you, though? Exactly. Like, I did. <laughs> There's an investigation where I took something that's home. Yeah, you remember that. Good. But, I mean, that, that's a great example. Like, I took something home from an investigation, which obviously is dumb. But whatever was attached to it followed me. And I had, quote-unquote, poltergeist activity. Like things moving, me being scratched in the shower and stuff like that. Um, you know, other weird like noises that weren't natural. None of that happened to me my entire life. Even now after, none of that has happened ever since I took that thing back to that location. So my question is, is a poltergeist, is that really a person's kinetic energy or like telekinetic energy? Or is it more of a intelligent spirit or entity? The poltergeist has... They are the one thing that, like, it's the hardest for me to, to get. Yeah. Because I feel like the definition changes. Like, it's like, it's almost like the miscellaneous category for ghosts. Like, if you don't know what it is, you put it in the poltergeist category. Yeah, yeah. That's what I feel like a lot of people do. Totally. Because uh, I used to think it was, you know, like, like you, like a mischievous spirit that just, like, no, for no reason, it just wants to make your life miserable. Yeah. And it's just for the fun of it. But then, like, people, you know, you'd have these where it's like, it's not an actual entity. It's just energy doing energy stuff. Yeah. Not even necessarily for me. Like before, even like uh. it, before I even like heard about this definition where it's like manifesting from you. It's like just this like residual energy that's just about and that just like decides to knock over your cup. And yeah. I'm, just, you know, I'm just like, why would it do that? So, like <laughs> I just like without an intelligent force yeah. to tell it what to do like why would it just do that so do you think it's more of like a for that definition do you think it's more of like a magnetic pull like know. something natural in the earth and you just happen to have your house on top of the right area and that magnetism is just like shifting your house shifting your cup around or something i mean i mean i know, I the, know. the ground I mean, can have something to do with stuff but when it comes to poltergeist activity it's just a big enigma for me it is I, i'm right in that same boat with you again kaylee it's like that's just i don't know I always, I'm always going to think about poltergeist being like a, an entity of itself, like someone's spirit or a demon or just something nasty or like she said, mischievous. It may not be evil, but it's like, hey, I'm a 13-year-old boy that passed away and I like knocking stuff over and making people freak out, you know, I, I, prankster. But 
What about you, Nate? What What do you think of Poltergeist? I mean, I when I think of Poltergeist, I think of the movie. <laughs> I didn't see the movie, so I'm... From the 80s? They're, yeah. They're original, right? I don't they're watch really, scary The original? It's not... The it two or... super scary. It was kind of... It was kind of... I don't know. What would you say, Ryan? About the movie Poltergeist? Yeah, the Ryan. original or the remake? The more original. suspenseful kind of thing? It's more suspense thriller. I don't think it's... It's like it has some dark comedy to it. Yeah, yeah it's kind of funny. But not... People aren't, like, dying all over the place? No. Or... It's okay. just... Something in the house that yeah. you know is well. They were they had their house over a Native American burial ground. So yeah. essentially, the poltergeists were angry spirits from a Native tribe. Yes. So they they were their own entity in that movie. They weren't just random kinetic energy or whatever type yeah. of energy. That's really like when I think about it. That's what I. So you think like I do. You think it's an actual living entity of some sort. It's not just random energy knocking your stuff over. I mean, that's what I kind of feel like. People assume that just because their cupboards are being blown open mm -hmm. when they come home, that that's poltergeist. You know, like like she, like Kaylee was saying, it's like people will automatically put that in the category. There has to be more to it to be poltergeist. Okay, but you know, like when we were at the Monroe House, yeah, they had confirmation that there was Native American tribes in that area and yeah. that there were burials sites underneath which is why he didn't want to dig up um, the ground yeah and so i don't know yeah. they had cabinets open up in there there could be a connection but at the same time i don't know but i only know what i've seen in the movie yeah no i, I, I get can't. that i get that like we haven't had our own experiences so yeah. it's it's really hard to label something like that something i feel like keeps changing like something that's so different every time yeah like it's not just like, oh, this is a human spirit that's now dead, you know? It's, hmm. you know, it's like, what is this? What about you, Ryan? What, what's your, just on the poltergeist definition? What do you think a poltergeist really is? Random energy, uh, actual entity of some living thing that passed away, or? I want to say it's just like a group of energy mm -hmm. that's not really associated with anybody. So it's kind of like, to you, it's kind of like wind, just in an energy form that just comes in and it might knock over a cup or it might open up a cabinet because there's so much energy coming from maybe a, a um, it electric can, tower. And it it can just, be like a group it's... of ghosts energy into one and it just does whatever. Okay. You know? So not necessarily attached to an entity. It could just be I mean, like I left mean, over. I mean, I think it probably depends on how much energy that the entity has, right? Yeah. Yeah, it does depend. That is true. Because I'm sure some are strong, some are weak. Yeah, if they're stronger, I'm sure they can take the other energy yeah. away. Yeah. You know. So. Like absorption. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Poltergeist, you know, it's there's just so many different things that you can attach to that one title and <laughs> it like Kaylee said, Nate and Ryan are being fried, of course. But um like Kaylee said, you know, it's something that's changing all the time. And it's just something that you'd have to experience to really be comfortable stating what you truly think it is. And I've had some weird experiences, like I said, from the mental institution that I used to investigate. And I feel like I have experienced poltergeist activity. I believe that they're a living entity of some sort. Whether it's human or not, I don't know. But I don't think it's just random energy. But 
to each their own, though. That's now, right. in your case, you brought an object home, so in the way, that's almost like an, a possessed object. Exactly, yeah. Which I guess could be considered poltergeist because it's emanating from this thing, but it's also an inanimate object. Yeah. So it's almost like a really long ago person came and like put their poltergeist energy on this thing, and it's kind of like holding this residual energy, and wherever this thing goes, that residual energy goes with it. So I guess that seems that could be a it can like so. absorb that energy yeah. from that person if there's like a lot from that person or, or whatever whoever mm-hmm. it was just a small rock too it's literally like a rock that you could hold with your index finger and your thumb that's all it was it wasn't like a cup or a that's picture your huh that's that's your fault. It, I, well i got hit with it and it was my first like real encounter with a weird phenomenon i'm like oh my god it's not just tv did you get, get scratches yeah yeah it's, it's right like right after like that following week that i took that little rock home with me I was taking a shower the following night, and I got scratched on my back three marks. Didn't you mention that, like, the final straw was, like, you saw, like, a Coke can lift in the air? You're just like, I'm done. Oh, I used to collect, <laughs> uh, I used to collect monster cans. I thought it was cool. And I put it on top of my bed frame. And <laughs> don't, don't judge me. Don't you dare judge me. I was cool in don't high judge school. Judge collection? Exactly. I still have them. But, uh. <laughs> well, now I'm worried. <laughs> okay, I, I, I don't show them off, though. But I'm just a hoarder. Not really. Not entirely. But, um. Yeah, I, I, I used to put them on top of Basically, my... Basically, you're in denial. <laughs> Are you a doctor? Oh, well, where's your... It's certified and Is that right? It's <laughs> Anyways, my monster cans were on top of my bed frame, and I was going to school that day. It was like 7, 8 in the morning, because I didn't have to go to school until 9, and I was about to leave to get ready for the bus, and as I was you leaving... the bus? Yeah. You didn't have a car? No, I'm too poor for that, dude. You know that. Wow. Well, I mean, not anymore, but I mean, back then it was. I mean, I could have drove. I can't remember all those details, right? I'm you talking about you know how old you were. No. Irrelevant. So you're going well, to Well, this story's going to take forever. <laughs> so you saw the cocaine rise. Okay, I was roughly 17 years old. See, I'm getting all the importance here for Ryan because he needs all the evidence. So, all right. So I was I was getting ready to leave for school. I'll just leave it at that. Were you going to the influence? No. Not, not that early in the morning. Oh my not that early in the morning. <laughs> And as I was about to leave my room, I had my backpack, I had everything gathered, and I was making my bed, I finished it, I was about to leave, and one of my monster cans literally popped up in the air. It just popped, made a popping sound, it floated up, and it literally floated back down, it levitated back down perfectly from where it was originally sitting. And I just looked at it, and I just, I was like, WTF. Did you you touch the can? Yeah, I did. I picked it up, and I, I I shook it, I messed with it, like, did... I don't know. Did my parents rig it just to screw with me because they know I'm a paranormal investigator? There's nothing. I'm an only child. I mean, I don't have any siblings to prank me. I, I didn't have any friends stay the night. It was just me. So this was after you got your back scratched? This was after. My back scratch was within the first week that I took the rock home. This was within the third week, and this had happened to me for about a three and a half week time period. Almost a month. And didn't you have our, uh, what's that? Sleep paralysis. Yeah, did you have that too or not? Actually, I did not. I didn't have sleep paralysis, but I had lucid dreams where I, when I dreamt, I I dreamt like two or three times of the same dream where I was dragged out of my bed and I was thrown against my hallway walls and the ceiling by an invisible force. I I thought you had like... That was... The sleep paralysis was from 2017 when I did the investigation with Nate and... uh, At the library? Nick at the library. Yep. Yep. So you you got rid of the rock because of the... Monster cam rising. 
that and being scratched and having the dreams. Oh, and torture. for that for that whole three and a half week time period, I felt like throwing up ever from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed. I felt like vomiting every single day, every hour. The only time I didn't feel like throwing up was when I went to sleep. I went to the doctor twice, got checked out, and I was physically healthy. Literally nothing wrong with me. The doctor said the only thing he could do was diagnose me with anxiety and yeah, you yeah. were. Yeah. But <laughs> you were so I, I, was, I was no more anxious or nervous than I was, you know, like two years ago. I mean, I'm I'm normally a calm, chill guy. Even so when I am I think anxious. it was the rock, after, like when you got scratched in the cocaine. It's like, okay, this, this has to be the rock I took. It had to been because nothing happened before that rock. Well, I know. I'm saying, did you think that at that time? Oh, no. Okay. No, I didn't. That's why I went to the doctor twice. I thought maybe I just caught a bug or something. And I didn't think about that until the second doctor visit. And he told me, Schuler, there's literally nothing chemically wrong with you you're physically healthy there's nothing wrong and i'm i started thinking to myself i'm like i'm an idiot why have i not thought about this i've taken papers from you know the the mental institution i've taken a rock i've taken little you know those papers no i took everything back i took everything back but nothing happened when i took the papers or like other little object it was only when i took the rock and the rock was what i got hit with that was, my, that was my first poltergeist activity was I got hit with a little small rock on my foot. And I'm like, oh, that is so cool. I'm taking that home. <laughs> and Oh, goodness. Yeah. You could have been like Baggins and have your own art. art, art. <laughs> have a haunted museum. Oh, <laughs> this is my monster can of rose up. $5. <laughs> and I need a $10 insurance policy release. Just to make sure if you guys get hurt, can't sue me. So 15 bucks. So uh, I was doing a little bit more research. What you got, Ryan? So there are, there are human-based entities. Human-based entities. Okay, like human your, spirits. Which right. are your ghosts. Okay. And then you have uh, doppelgangers. 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 It's a German word for uh, like a duplicate. Yes. That's an actual I'm manifestation? Yeah. Well, it's where somebody sees... Say that again. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Doppler gangers? Doppelgangers? Doppler. Doppelganger. The Doppler, Doppler radar. radar is... Doppler gangers. <laughs> not Doppler Doppler gangers. Gangers. <laughs> it's not. Doppelganger. It's a doppelganger, dude. Doppelganger. <laughs> I want everyone listening to this podcast to write a comment and be like, is it Doppelganger or Doppelganger? It's Doppelganger. Ooh. Doppel Doppelganger. <laughs> doppelganger, Doppelganger. What, what else we got? <laughs> Ryan, it's our turn to, to no. I never, I never heard about that. Doppelganger, and I guess the the thank you. Doppelganger, ganger, doppelganger, doppel. doppel. Hey, we got this. Doppel, doppel, ganger, ganger. There you go. Doppelganger. <laughs> like you're in a gang and it's dope. Doppelganger. How's this college? <laughs> I'm sorry. DG. DG. <laughs> so the most famous one. We love is, your eyes. The most famous one is Abraham Lincoln. Oh. It's famously said to have witnessed his own DG. Okay. I think I've I think I've read that somewhere before. There's a lot of weird stuff that's allegedly happened at the White House or with that. presidents. From then you, then you have guides. Oh, spirit guides. Wouldn't that be like which, non-human ghosts though? Which is what. Which is what one of our a previous investigator does. Yeah. She has a spirit guide. And she she asks her spirit guide question. Yeah. Guide. Yeah. We had a previous investigator for the listeners out there that allegedly has a spirit guide that she is able to communicate with. You know, ease more easily than most are. But you know that that's something I've heard before. It's not a first for me. But doppelgangers also they're known to be a more malevolent and negative type of entity from articles and stories I've been told and read. 
but spirit guides are more known to be a positive entity that you can communicate and that you'd want to see. A doppelganger is German for double goer. Double goer. It's Basically a, a copy, right? Biologically related lookalike or double of a living person. Okay. So deja vu. Kind of. Yeah. In modern times, it's like seeing your twin. Term. Basically, it's, it's like, like seeing yourself in the mirror. Yeah, like when like my friend says, like, "Oh my gosh, I saw your doppelganger at the mall yesterday." It's like someone who looks just like you, supposedly to this person. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like the casual way of using it. In the ghost term, I've never heard it used before. Mm. So I, yeah. I, I've known it to be like um, uh, articles have stated as like a demonic entity that takes the form of you to cause harm to others. Or if you see your doppelganger, it's supposed to represent that you'll die soon or something. Correct. Okay. Yes, correct. Yeah. And then you have your non-human entities, which are angels, demons, demonic culture guys, <laughs> shadow people. Ooh, shadow people. Parasitic entities. Parasitic oh entities. That's a lot of stuff. So supernatural entities that leech the energy of their host. Okay. So those are suck energy out of here. Gotcha. Okay, so that would be like an incubus or a succubus. Those are like demonic entities that are known to attack you during your sleep, and they absorb your energy while you're sleeping. It's a known to be like a female and or male devil. So I, I forget when you read the poltergeist. There's I guess there's two different types of poltergeist. Okay. There's demonic poltergeist and then oh yeah, yeah, psychic activity. Okay. That should probably be the person. Yeah, those are the two that Kaylee and Nate were talking about, like the psychic culture guys. So the psychic is more manifestation of emotional trauma. And that's the one that makes the most sense to me. I don't even know how else you could have a culture guys. Demonic culture guys. That's the one that I think I encountered from that mental institution. Yeah. It was terrifying. Especially when it's in your own home and you can't escape it. And that's supposed to be like your safe haven. Okay. You know, I mean, what, what the hell are you supposed to do? That's why I like our team to do what we do when we help people for free or we listen to people because, I mean, literally, no Ghostbuster reference in, well, pun intended. Who, who are you going to call? You know what I mean? Are you going to call 911? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that, Kaylee. <laughs> but no, like, if you call 911, I mean, they're going to throw you in a psych order. They're just going to be like, don't call 911 again or we're going to arrest yeah. you for, you know, false whatever. People but, just question your authenticity when exactly. and your whole, like, Sanity. Exactly. <laughs> so people like us, we're kind of like that 911 for people that do experience stuff like that in their home, and they have nowhere to escape. Because I know when I was when I was dealing with that stuff, I didn't know who to call. I didn't have um, Reverend Mike Schroeder to call for advice at the time. I didn't have another paranormal team to say, "Hey, can you come over and help me? I'm, I'm new at this. Um, I made a mistake. Help me out." I literally had to spend that month figuring these things out myself. The only thing I did was pray and take that crap back. Did you? Everything about putting like a camera up or something. I didn't because half of me said it wasn't paranormal, and the other half of me didn't have that type of like equipment. I didn't have a good battery life on the camera I had at the time. It wasn't night vision. I can't sleep with the lights on either. So I mean, I know. Did you, I try, know. Did you ever try the Ouija board? Hell no. Don't do that. No, that'd make it worse. You're no fun. I mean, this is also 2012. <laughs> this is only like the second year that we were doing it. So I was still amateur. I didn't think about all the what ifs or what could I do. I should have. I should have. That would have been such an opportunity. It would have. To be it around 24-7. Oh, my God. Not that much of If I could go back and get that rock now, I think I'd do it <laughs> for another don't. month. I'd be like, it's here probably, comes, it's probably still there. comes our evidence. Yeah, but everything's caved in because they demolished 
the uh, underground tunnels and the entire like 148 acre. Of... So did you throw the rock back or did you place it back? I went to the women's ward of the mental institution and we went down into the basement level of the place. And I went to one of the two boiler rooms where it led into the tunnel system. I got the rock from the tunnel system from the bar treatment center, which is a surgical ward of the mental institution. I didn't go that far, I didn't care. I just wanted to go back to the land. I went to the women's ward. I threw it down into the boiler room. The first one, I said my prayers. I said, take it, keep it, stay away from me. Don't come back with me. And that was it. And I left the papers down there too. Very lucky. Hey man, when you experience it, when it's like in your home, it's something else. And, and Kaylee's right, I am very lucky because what if I did that and it still stayed with me? What would I do then? There's stories of that happening. Yeah, probably. I'd be like Mellowberg, he's a YouTuber that has poltergeist activity all the time. Go ahead, Kaylee, I'm sorry. No, no, that was all I had to say. Like, no, but for real, you made a good point. I, I am lucky because what if it didn't go? What would I do? I mean, the next step I would know to do is to get, you know, give to your parents. That, oh my totally God. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> Kind of like I that, hate uh, this neighbor. <laughs> Here's a little treasure for you. <laughs> oh, no, no. I think about, like, baptism. You know I mean? Then I'd start getting into religion spirituality. Like, I've gone to the doctor twice. He was looking at me like I'm crazy. And I've taken everything back. I've said prayers. What next could I do? I would be baptized. I'd start going to church more. Um, exorcism, but I'm not technically, officially, you know, anything of a Catholic. So they'd probably not take care of me. You could put the rock inside the Bible. Maybe that'd do something. Oh, that's that was the place. Oh yeah, yeah. For the record, uh, the mental institution that we were fortunate enough to investigate was Central State Hospital in Indianapolis, Indiana. Large facility. It was a very large facility. Sadly, they had the uh, primary men and women's castle buildings, which they called the Seven Steeples. They had those knocked down by um, the 70s, so they only had like individual brick buildings from the 70s on. So we didn't yeah, get the were... we didn't get the cool buildings, but I mean, we still had something. There would be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's what. That's them. Industrial brick. Yeah. Is a very interesting place, and that is basically what started and kept everything going for me as a paranormal investigator. If I didn't go there and experience what I have, I would probably be just as skeptic as you, Ryan. Like seriously, I'm not joking. Like if I didn't experience the crap that I did there, honest to God, I'd be like, well, I'm still waiting for it not to be TV. (laughs) You know, like for real, it's crazy. So along with that, you were talking about um, demonic poltergeists, and you were talking about uh, like kinetic psychic energy poltergeists. What uh, what else was on that list with um, all those other manifestations? That was it. Oh, that was it. Doppelgangers. Well, and, the non-human ones. Non-human ones. Oh, oh, there we go. What what about um? We can go into a couple categories on this. Oh, and the shadow people. Oh, that's another. Thank you. Look, Kaylee, she's she's saving us. I think the yes. shadow people is another podcast. Shadow. Oh, dude, we you can do shadow people. We can do like several parts to that one, but we should do a, a generic, a general um, synopsis of what we think about it. But let's start with non-human. We got three types. We have angels, demons, and animals. What There's you... more than that. There's more than that, Kaylee. What else you got for us? Well, I <laughs> <laughs> have stuff for you. Um. <laughs> um, we might um, actually have to make this a uh, yeah. a second parter. Oh well, if you happen to watch the second podcast where me and Sheila were talking about my experiences, um, I mentioned things like celestial beings. I mean, for me, I guess that would I that's what I told him. Like I call things just because, like that includes things like spirit guides, angels, just because mm-hmm. like it's like my bucket word for things that like don't make sense. Yeah. No, no, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I just made Seriously. up a word. I'm like, because, like, 
the ones I've had experience with, one is like angel related, one is um, fairy related. And it's not like I sought these things out. They're just like, they're my spirit guide. And like, there was one where I'm trying to be quick about it because I want to take up the whole entire thing. You're right. Um, like with one of my guides, like, He's like the protector, so he's kind of around, like, he's the one I feel like the most. So you can have multiple, Kaylee? You can have multiple guides. That's what they say. I'm, I'm still learning about it, too. Okay. Um, the, He's like the protector, and like, he's the one that I've actually physically seen. Like, that's the only spirit I've ever been able to see. And that's because, like, during one of my meditation classes, they, you know, it was to, like, meet your spirit guides. And this is the very first time I'm ever doing this, like, meeting a spirit guide kind of thing. And so I was like, I don't know what to do. And, like, they, they say to, like, um, you know, ask it to like tell what, what your name, like what its name is and to like reveal that through the week somehow to like confirm that that is its name, that you're not just making this crap up. Um, and for me, but like instead of me, like I asked it his name and it told me and but I was like, it was like hiding behind a shroud or something. And so I was like, I want to see you. I want to see, you, I want to see your face. And it showed me supposedly in my meditation. And then I was like, like, I guess I asked to see it. Or something like you know ask for evidence throughout the week and then like three days later i had like i don't know if it's like three days later but it was like a wednesday I, like i had this dream where like it's you know how like a nightmare scares you so much that you wake up oh, yeah. out of fear like this one like it was filled with so much love that i woke up because i was like this is really cheesy yeah. and like i woke up and like he was right there and like i closed my eyes and the like, second opening it was gone and it was insane but then the other one with like the fairy thing um the only, the only kind of confirmation I've ever had with that is, you know, through my meditation, like, I found out her name is, like, Helena. Yeah. And then, like, a couple of years later, like, I went to, like, a psychic or whatever, and she was like, oh, my gosh, there's a fairy on your shoulder, and she said her name. Yeah. And I was like, I've wow. literally never spoken that name out loud, so it's like, how on earth? She like, gave you that confirmation, yeah. It was just the weirdest thing, because, and, like, with that one, it's like, the fairy spirit, she's, like, the one that comes out when, like, being sarcastic. Or, you know, like, having, like, like fun, yeah. playful banter or whatever. Gotcha. So, celestial beings is the first installment of non-human spirits or entities. And yes. and, and from what you're saying, it, it can be humanoid-like, angelic-like. Or... And supposedly they've never been human. So, they've like, an angel is somebody who's never been human. Like, fairies yeah. never been human. They're their own species or Because, like, supposedly yeah. spirits can, like... Be reincarnated and stuff. Okay, that that makes sense. So Tinkerbell's not real. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not the name. Not the name. I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> not the name, but the entity. It's it's race. It's people. Tinkerbell. <laughs> wow. No. So if you think about it, fairies kind of fall in the category of cryptids, like cryptozoology. But you're calling them a celestial being. So maybe they're just two different types of names from two different types of people. But essentially, they're the same thing. They're a non-human entity. And I mean, since it's a spirit guide, I'm assuming I've really never, I've literally never searched fairies ever. Like, yeah, I just know that that's her name, and she's kind of like a fairy-ish kind of spirit, like kind of like a warrior-like spirit. Okay. Um, like rough, tough kind of stuff. But I don't know. I, for me, it's like I never realized what I was feeling until. I ran into a human spirit and felt the difference. Yeah. Like with the celestial, it's like 
there's an aweness about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like it's just like so much like ten times brighter, and to the point where like when I met the human spirit, like, it took me a few times to like realize I'm actually like feeling something because it was so dull. Yeah. Because it's just a human spirit. It's not like different energy levels, right? Insane. Yeah. It's like putting your hand on a small electrical box compared to like a full power generator. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, if we want to break sure. it. Let's not try it. But. I don't know. <laughs> so, like, that's for me, like, that, that hits home just because Yeah. that's what I've had the most experience with. Okay. Is that, well, what do you guys think about when it's non human entities? Celestial beings? I, demons? Angels? I've never come across a demon, so I don't. What's well, Nate talk? He hasn't talked for a while. He hasn't Sorry. talked for a while, yeah. <laughs> He's been quiet. Come on, Nate, stop trying to sleep. I'm not sleeping. <laughs> I've never really thought about it. Yeah. Good answer. No, I'm serious. <laughs> and honestly, I wouldn't have either. Like, stuff didn't happen to me. Like, it's kind of like with you. It's like, yeah. would you still be investigating if you hadn't had that poltergeist activity? That's true. I, I honestly don't know if I would or not. I mean, it depends. I guess it depends on if I enjoy it with my friends enough to keep trying. But, I mean, if I didn't get that experience, I'd be like, Because, I mean, it's a fascination, trying? but it's not one that's strong enough like, that you're going to devote money time to unless it's like really near and dear to your heart you know there's something that connects you yeah that makes sense yeah it's it's interesting to say the least i mean obviously we're gonna to have to do a, a part two to this whole um the different manifestations in the spirit world but um i don't know i guess uh i don't know it just really makes you think there, there's just so much out there that you could cover see when i think about it i, I keep thinking about like animal spirits you know, whether it's like a domestic animal or a wildlife animal, I mean, that's a non-human spirit. They're a living creature too. Yeah, they don't have the conscience that we do, you know, but they're still alive. And sometimes people talk about like their dog or their cat, more or less a more domesticated animal that has an attachment to a human or someone, something. They can sense their spirit sometimes, like they're coming back to reassure them, come visit them. Maybe they don't want to leave until their owner, you know, their friend passes away and it can move on with them. Whatever that connection may be, I don't know, but I have read articles like that before. Like the Tunnelton Tunnel, for instance, there's a story about one of the maintenance men from the late 1800s, early 1900s, that got hit by a train. He had a lantern, but he also had a small dog that would walk the track with him to make sure everything was like, you know, in good condition. Well, the man and the dog both were ran over and killed. And the sightings of the man that was decapitated, there's also been a story alleged to, you can see the dog kind of like, trotting around or like something maybe the, maybe the dog was the howl it could have been it could have because the, the dog wasn't it wasn't told about what type of dog was with the maintenance man I'm sure so i mean well, i'm talking about like a smaller big dog i don't know if it was a big dog like a german shepherd or a small dog you know yeah like, like a, a poodle chihuahua. a chihuahua it was baxter <laughs> like baxter the team dog but yeah, I mean, in, in that weird howl that we heard, it could have been a coyote. We didn't, we weren't able to get out there and check it out. But it could have been a residual howl from the animal, that dog that was with the maintenance man. But I don't know. It, that's what I think of when it's non-human. And of course, we'll have to pick up back on this and dive a little further into it. But that, that's my input for non-humans. But yeah, you know what? We've been going at this for about an hour, which I can't believe a whole hour has already gone by. It's not. Oh, are you serious, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> we'll remember that for the next podcast. Ryan will not be here. He's uh, he's going to be sick. He's going to be in timeout. <laughs> yeah. Pretty place in a couple of <laughs> <laughs> So, 
we want to thank you guys for tuning in with us once again, listening to our paranormal banters. I'm taking Kaylee's keyword from her last podcast. I like that word, banter. The, the playful banter. Yeah, the playful banter. <laughs> <laughs> and so, that's my nice way of saying fighting. Like you that. can always reach us on Instagram at EIOT Paranormal or Facebook EIOT Paranormal. And YouTube. Now, is it, or is it PIOT. with the dots on Instagram or is it just the letters? You can just search PIOT Paranormal. You don't need the dots. Nope. Like, sure. Sometimes it matters. No dots. Okay. What's our YouTube channel? Schuler. <laughs> Ryan's going to put me on the spot for videos again. Ryan, videos are a beautiful delicacy and they take time. You know this. It's not five years. <laughs> it's not been five years. <laughs> it's, it's been like two and a half. But <laughs> Five years. It's, are, are it's YouTube... five years in ghost time. <laughs> <laughs> Our YouTube channel is still being worked on, but it's there <laughs> under the same name. And but We also have a website an official website where you can check out all sorts of fun little facts about us and other little details if you really get bored and you feel like you want to be close to our team but so, no videos but no videos and yet. old pictures hey not, <laughs> <laughs> not all pictures are old ryan i've uploaded they're recent only ones. vintage that's all yeah that's the difference okay they're delicacies it's a very important thing one day when doing? we're famous, they will be in a museum hall somewhere. I like that, Kaylee. See, I like Kaylee's attitude. Your guy, you guys are like negative. You guys are like poltergeist. You're throwing around all of my I'm ideas. Just being a, I'm, I'm just being a realist. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. I'm an opportunist. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, you guys are. You are. Uh, I'm everything. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in once again. We're gonna try to get back on track here. You know. Um, if you guys have any suggestions, concerns, comments, any topics you want us to cover, be sure to message us or comment. Let us know what you think. Um, also remember that everything we talk about is strictly opinionated and from our personal experiences. So we're not trying to tell you how to roll with the paranormal, but we're just throwing out some information. And uh, yeah, I think that's some pretty good stuff. Um, we're going to keep throwing out our own topics, of course, until we get a suggestion or a guest to come on board and we'll start up with a yeah, part if two want, if you want to be in our podcast let's give us a shout out yeah give us a shout out we'll get you on here ryan's being loud isn't he <laughs> but no we're going to start up next time on our podcast with a part two of different manifestations in the paranormal so i'm pretty excited for that you got anything else right no sir what about you nate nope Caleb. let's end this thing are you sure I'm having a good I time with you. I suppose so. It's a good time. I mean, it's been fun, but we all need to go do stuff, I'm sure. She has a husband to get back to. I have kitties to get back to. Kitties are important. They're the most important. All right. Well, as always, thank you guys for listening, and feel free to reach out to us. And until next time, we will talk to you guys then. As always, stay frosty. <laughs>